comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Google. No Amazon.com. No email. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. episode 29 of the walking dead tv podcast this is brad with me is john hey man how's it going i'm i'm uh pretty excited about our our news that we have for this last minute <laughs> special yeah. uh, episode we have and the reason i sound uh like i'm trying to be quiet is because i am i'm trying not to wake anybody up it's early in the morning here but uh it's good it's interesting uh happy news that we have to tell people about Yes, um, it is Eastern Time, 7.30 a.m. Saturday, and for Bradley, it is 6.30 a.m. Saturday, and why that is relevant is because uh, last night or yesterday afternoon was the Walking Dead San Diego Comic-Con panel, and as I woke up this morning, I found that the good people at... Magic the Numbers. So if you ch- if you go to YouTube and look for the Magic... Oh, I'm sorry. Magic in the Numbers. If you go to YouTube and check out the Magic in the Numbers channel, you're going to find a treasure trove of San Diego Comic-Con panels. Uh, they have True Blood up. They have Walking Dead, of course, up. They have Game of Thrones. Some other... Lots of other videos from San Diego Comic-Con as well. So they're pretty much putting up these videos like immediately after the panels at the Comic-Con, which is awesome. Um, are these like little handheld cell, cell phone videos, or are they... No, this is the real deal. This is high-quality, high-def like stuff. we're authorized to be there then. Absolutely. I mean, if you go to that Magic the Numbers YouTube channel, uh, you can see that it's definitely not a handheld, and uh, they have really good quality stuff. So uh, we want to thank them for doing that, and we went ahead and ripped the audio uh, from the panel, and uh, well, whip them if you got them. That's what I always say. Yeah, word. So, uh, so we're gonna play that on the show for your podcast listening convenience. Um, and it's awesome. I haven't even had the chance to listen to the whole thing yet, but there's tons and tons of great audio. Every every main character in the cast is there. San, San Diego Comic Con is the big one. Um, if you haven't if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, then maybe we should put a disclaimer out that just in case there's any language that we are unaware of, um, that's you know, a good normally, point. We, normally we try not to, to put that kind of language on our show. And if we do, we we'll, we like to bleep it cause we like to be family friendly, but this is a last minute deal. And, uh, we kind of trust the people will just roll with the flow. Something like that happens. That sounds perfect. Um, you'll get an introduction in the beginning where, where uh, you'll learn everybody that's on the panel. It's all the main players, like like I said. It's, it's much like the New York panel last year. Um, Kirkman, Gail Ann Hurd, and, and all the main members of the cast. 
and uh, and we're just gonna let this roll. And maybe next show we will, uh, you know, talk over some of the things that were discussed. But we just wanted to get this out as soon as possible. Uh, did you? I was following the live tweeting from uh, the Walking Dead Twitter, the AMC Walking Dead Twitter, and uh, it was pretty interesting. And as soon as I saw the link they threw up for the the teaser trailer for season two yeah i stopped what i was doing and i went and watched it and holy cow am i so excited for october 16th yes and uh, i guess we just broke some other news brad the official (laughs) premiere of season two will be october 16th which is about two weeks ahead of what we figured so that's fantastic yeah i didn't mean to to spoil anything people might hear from the from the um audio but uh you know, that's a good chance that Walking Dead fans have already heard that by the time they hear this episode anyway, so. Absolutely. And just remember to check out our Facebook group because we've been throwing up all the news as it's been coming out uh, on the Facebook page. So if you can't wait for the show or to hear it other- otherwise, check out the Facebook group. Hey, I wanted to comment really quick on something I saw in the Facebook group. There was one of the people that posted on there that said, hey, no offense, guys, but I'm going to stay away from this group until – you know, the show starts again because he doesn't want spoilers. Right. Um, that's cool, and I respect that, and uh, sometimes I wish I had that kind of willpower. I hope, you know, that you're not angry or whatever, but uh, – and I'm sp- talking specifically to that to that listener. I can't remember his I name right now. I think it was Scott Gardner from the uh, Two True Freaks podcast. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, cool, Scott. Um, just know that we love uh, the show so much that we'll talk about it any way we can. Uh and uh, I hope that uh, you'll join the, the group again later when, once the show starts. Definitely. So we're going to go back to bed right now. and Not, yes, not us, like, together. Brad's in Texas, and I'm in New York, That's just right. to make that clear. I'm, I'm but, actually uh, drinking some coffee right now. I may have another, another uh, cup and stay up and uh, check out that YouTube channel. Yeah. Magic by the numbers. Check them out. Thanks again, and uh, enjoy the panel. Exactly what happens in season two from start to finish. 
have to kill everybody in the room. Ah, oh, crap. All right. Well, I thought I could trick you with one of my crazy mind traps. Um, but I want to find out, first of all, before we bring the, the cast out here, how do you guys sell a show like Walking Dead to, to AMC? I mean, AMC, you know, obviously, uh, obviously watching like Mad Men, Breaking Bad, how do you go to AMC and go, we want to make a show about zombies, and they say, okay. Well, I think most of you, since you're genre fans, right? They have a fabulous block of programming, which we will be premiering in, uh, called Fear Fest, in October, leading up to Halloween, and they thought that uh, they already had the eyeballs, they had the fans, they're lovers of the genre, you know, and uh, they were looking for a show that, uh, that spoke to those fans, and here we are. Yeah, it's fantastic. And Robert, did you... Were you part of the pitch, or did they just take your graphic novel, or how, how were you involved? I had no idea what was even going on. They called me after it was all done. Oh, uh, no, uh, like, hey, you're on TV. What? You came out to LA. No, I mean, I, I, I heard that AMC was interested from Frank and Gail, I think, after they had done the pitch. So uh, they were like, oh, you know, we've been talking to AMC, AMC's on board, we're actually going to be able to make this happen. So it was all a fairly quick process when AMC came on board. So, uh, so that was pretty great. But i got to say, you got to really hand it to AMC for being a network that had enough vision to try something this crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, we did talk to a lot of other networks that didn't have that kind of vision. So uh, it's really kind of amazing that they, uh, they hopped in and, and jumped on board. And now they all want a zombie show. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I mean, like, they can all call me. I think. <laughs> I think AMC, like any other network, I think would have made nine Mad Men ripoffs, you know. And they didn't. They they went through and create let each show be its own voice. Did you ever? I mean, did you when you started doing Walking Dead and its sort of never-ending tale? Did you think it could actually be a TV show, or did you did you ever think about that? No, I never really did. Uh, to be honest, I was kind of of the mind that it would never ever be a television show, just because. You know, it is so dark, and it is zombies, you know? It's, it's the, 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 you know, the idea of the show is that people get eaten and torn apart, you know? Like, that's not something that you see on television every day. So I was doing the comic thinking, well, I'll always be doing this comic, and my managers would call me up and go, hey, so-and-so's interested in doing this, and I'd go, yeah, that's right, that's funny. It's never gonna happen. And then, you know, eventually uh, Frank came along and never went away, so it was, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, and Greg Terrell went away. Do you, I immediately thought of it as a TV show. The first issue I read, I went, ah, the thing I've been looking for, thank God. And you, I like vision. Can I nerd out over you for a sec right there, bud? Can I nerd out over you for a second? I, you wrote my favorite nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sorry, I loved it. That was my favorite. I freaking love two words. Okay, I just needed that out of the way. They said, Said, that was actually that was actually me and Chuck Russell in a cabin in Big Bear. Oh, well, the personal details aren't important, right. but I think it's nice that you guys. <laughs> we rewrote the, the script for Nightmare on Elm Street 3 in 11 days in a cabin in Big Bear. A month before they were supposed to start shooting, they still didn't have a director. And they didn't have a script. And they hired Chuck Russell, so he and I went up to Big Bear blew through that script, and like three weeks later, he was on the set, calling action. Nice. It was quick. It was a quick game. And the results was the dream, Warriors. Greg <laughs> uh, McTerra, I want to talk to you for a second, because you, I, I mean, certainly this show would not be the show without the effects that, that, that you create. And I know the trailer, the trailer, uh, 
the trailer played on a loop on the floor last year, and like my friends and I, and my buddy Brian Hussein and I just stood and watched, and Hussein was like, oh my god, dude! Like, we watched that trailer like ten times. The, the portrayal of zombies uh, in Walking Dead is unlike anything in film or television. So, I mean, how did you approach, uh, I mean, I know you have a huge background with Sveeney and Romero. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess when I grew up in Pittsburgh, I just assumed everybody loved zombies because the Monroe Mall, Evans City Cemetery, when they shot the original Night of the Living Dead, you know, Frank and I always talked about uh, doing a zombie thing together. And I remember I was shooting Spy Kids with Robert Rodriguez, and I went to Austin Comics and found the first issue of The Walking Dead. And I was like, dude, how cool is this that there's a comic book with zombies in it? So for me, I've always, you know, I have sort of a pedigree of working on a bunch of zombie projects. But with this, I mean, you know, we were really determined to follow the spirit of the artwork and sort of push things a little further. You know, every character has contact lenses, uh, custom prosthetics, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm just excited about taking what I learned on all these other projects and sort of refining and fine-tuning everything. So, um, you know, even as, as much as casting each particular zombie performer, you know, we had a zombie school in Atlanta where... There's a zombie camp? There, there is. Like there's a zombie school where you go to learn to be a zombie? There is. How do I get into that? Um, it's actually pretty, it's actually pretty easy to be in Atlanta and then they, the extras casting people call and find, I mean it's... No. It was zombie regular. But, uh, you know, we, we started with great great faces and it sort of built up from there. So they're all really good performers and they help sell it as well. So it's a big, it's, it's really great. I just want to point out that he said you can be a zombie, so it's done. Does that mean that you think it's be a zombie? Yeah. I would love to see you shot in the face. Yeah, just scrape across the ground with my leg numb and you can shoot me right in the stomach. I don't care. Oh, you did? Yes, yes, in the finale. That's awesome. She did great too. She's a great zombie. She's one of the zombies on the lawn in the CDC. I'm not sure exactly. Oh, yes! Who shoots her in the head. I think it might have I, when I first saw, I, she did great. I saw the show last year, someone snuck in the discs uh, from G4, and I actually did the show admitted. What? Come on, come on. Robert, not in front of the guests. Um, I, uh, I actually scared a group of girls away at a party because I was, I was so emphatically talking about Walking Dead when it first came out. And the following phrase came out of my mouth and it made everyone scared. I was like, no, because if there were really a zombie apocalypse, that's exactly what it would be like. And I was, just <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, that came out of my mouth. <laughs> but you're no stranger to scaring girls away. No, right? no. It's, it's all, it's all, I must love it. Uh, so, is there, in season two, you guys did six episodes for, for the first season, and obviously one of the hugest shows uh, on television last year. How has going into the second season, knowing you have more episodes, you probably have some more budget, is it, is it is that a little bit scarier to know that you have more resources in a way? It's, uh, it's, a, bit of, it's a bit of pressure, you know, knowing that uh, everybody loves the show and there's an expectation now because the good thing about the first season is that there, you know, no one actually knew, you know, what was coming. It was, you know, you had seen good things, but, you know, it was a new thing that people wanted to find out about. But uh, I can say that, you know, it, it's just made everyone work harder. And Frank, jump in anytime you want. But, like, it's, it's we know that the, it, it, it's empowered us to try harder, to, to cross more lines, to do bigger things, to tell bigger stories. 
knowing that there is that rabid fan base out there that has said loud and clear, like, we love the show. So, so you know, we're taking that seriously and we're really trying to deliver. Is that your bag? And also, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, uh, okay. this year we have a room full of writers who build the show as well because fans of it haven't seen the first little half season. Okay, but did you have they one came, They came into the room okay, and went, wow, we get to do The Walking Dead. You know, the, 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 the first six episodes, nobody knew what the hell they were, they were dealing with except, you know, kind of me. You know, uh, it was an unknown quantity as a TV show. Now, now we've got people coming to the table and go, wow, we love this and we want to be a part of it. And, that, that, and that's, a, that's a pretty great advantage and a, a good feeling as well. Yeah, I mean, it must be like when you first... When you first, the show got picked up for a second season pretty quickly, right? It was literally like the first day or two after it aired, and it's, and it's the second episode. So, did you, did you literally just start planning right then, okay, here's what we're going to do for season two? Uh, no, no, not, not really. Uh, uh, it wasn't immediate. I, you know, I, my brain needed a little time off. So I went to a cabin with my friend. With my friend, Chuck Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we wrote a remake of Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which is not a problem. Are you guys going to reboot Dream Warriors? Just reboot the third one. Right. <laughs> no, I need it. I need it. But, you know, it's always in the back of your head. It's always percolating. And, and, and go, you know, the coursework is going back and rereading Robert's uh, comic book series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, that, that really helps, you know, seep it in. Gail, how do you keep... I mean, your your eye. I mean, first of all, you're an amazing writer and producer, and, but but your eye for incredible uh, uh, properties of film and television. What partner with the most talented people you can find, and three of them are sitting up here. Honestly, if you can do that and you're a great underlying source material, that's what it's most nice. Well, so, let's let's hear it for these people. Um, would you like to uh, tell us what, what's coming up, Frank, before we bring out the cast? Would this have something to do with a trailer? Is that, is that what you're asking? We're going to do a trailer dance. You want to show a trailer? Fine. We we put together this. Robert Kirkman will dance the Gucci Gucci for you. Right now, I'm doing that later. That's another panel. We do the programs, and it's awesome. I see it. It's great. We encourage you to insert dollar bills into this. Or fives or tens, twenties preferably. Anyone who would buy that knows what you would do with the Sasquatch. We've got a very, very cool trailer to show you. It's the first time it's being seen. You folks here. Please help me. They trapped me. Go get help. They won't release me. You must come for help. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, guys, I would like to introduce the cast of Walking Dead.
Oh my gosh, okay, there's a lot of the plot of you guys. There's a lot of you guys. I don't know if I can hear everyone so well. Uh, welcome, 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 Walking Dead cast. Um, first of all, uh, great job. Well done. Have you, is this your first con, Andrew Lincoln? It's my second con, but it's still just as scary. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, how you guys got involved in the show. Sort of go one at a time. Uh, uh, Andrew? Yeah, uh, the script came uh, through my agent, I, I just had a, uh, my son had just been born, and I had slept for 18 days, and I looked like I'd survived the zombie apocalypse, and, um, and I pinged myself on the, uh, the internet to Frank Darabont, and um, he, he, he said, yeah, they got back the next day, and they said, will you fly out, and uh, I screen tested in his garage with this man here and his dog. And, uh, and uh, I always, yeah, I sort of, it's all about Boss, his dog, basically, that's the reason I got it, because he calmed me down, but uh, yeah, it was, it was the standard route, and, um, and they told me pretty soon afterwards, and I couldn't believe my luck, so yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest, it's just the greatest job I've ever been involved in, and it keeps getting better and better, so um, thank you for watching it. I mean, you guys, you're, 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 you're all actors, you're sort of freelancers, you never know what's going to catch and what's going to make you work on something, and then you, you never hear about it again. But Sarah, it's, with you, what, what did it feel like when, you know, you got the, you heard the next day, like, oh, this is one of the biggest shows on television now? Were you even thinking along those lines when you were writing the show? No, no. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you work as hard on a, as on a failure as you do on a success. You know, you pour yourself into something, and, and you... You, you give it everything you have, and on this one, particularly, I was sort of worried that I might have jinxed it because I love it so much. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you what it's like to show up to work every day with people. Um, I mean, I really can't. Robert's never on this But it's such a joy. I mean, you know, it's hard to kind of overstate. I'm going to get whacked in the next episode. Um, <laughs> but you love it so much, and then you sort of think, we only got to do six of them. I hope they let us do a little more. And then the numbers come out and go, well, now we can really, now we can really start. Now we can really do things that are dangerous. And the, the scripts this season are unprecedented. I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're the best television scripts I've ever do you, do you, seen. Do, they just, do you guys just feed them a little bit of the script? Do you guys know what's going to happen all the way through? Or? We don't. Oh, you know. Something and you, you want to be a part of it so bad, 
Uh, you believe in it so much, and it, it strikes your heart. Um, and it's just on this unbelievable pedestal. And then usually with jobs, you, um, you when you get lucky enough to get hired, you meet your bosses, or you meet somebody in the cast, or you meet someone, or some sort of change happens, and it, it, it gets tainted in this way. Um, and this job has been the absolute opposite. Every stage of the way, every person I've met, everyone involved with this, my bosses, my, my, my castmates, have just um, only made this better and better and better. And I think has been, it has been capped by you. Because I think that uh, the Walking Dead fans are the best fans in the world. They're the smartest, the most badass. You guys are hungry for it. And, and we want to feed you, you know? We want to feed you. And uh, it's just... Uh, the fact that that, 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 you know, the audience is out there and that you guys gave us just means so much to us because we all love it so much. So thank you so, so much. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, Lori, are you able to, because these are, these are intense scenes that you're shooting all day long, like, you know, with your, with your sister and all this. How are you able to finish work each day and kind of cleanse the, the emotional uh, filth off your, off your body? First of all, it's so weird to hear you call me Lori, um, because she's Lori to me now, I'm Andrea, so it's, it's, so, it's so bizarre as you were saying, I was looking at Sarah like, this is a question for you. Um, you know, season one was very challenging uh, with uh, the death of Amy because she was the love of my life, and I, um, to be honest, there was no cleansing. I think I cleansed after we finished shooting because I had an emotional, uh, you know, intensity that I had to you know, go through for the entire season. I mean, things, everybody's got their own individual challenges in season two. Every character is pushed to the max. I think that, um, I think people are going to be so thrilled. The writing is so superb. Every script is gold. And I'm working with my friends that are so good at what they do. And I think fans, I think you're going to be so thrilled. If you are a fan of The Walking Dead graphic novel, I think you're going to really love this season. I want to ask Jeff. Jeff, I think of all the characters, Dale is the guy that everyone's like, oh, I want Dale to be my dad. Like, you, your character is so... Uh, just this kind of like beacon of hope, you know, and when everything else just seems super bleak, you're just the guy that's like, come on, guys. I mean, how do you, how do you approach, how do you approach it? I guess he's just so terribly nearsighted he doesn't see the trouble he's in. <laughs> First off, I want to say this is amazing. I've never, I've never had an experience like this. So thank you for being here and for caring about it. Introduction to this show. I was working on another job. Frank called me up and he said, Jeff, how would you like to come to Atlanta and kill zombies? <laughs> I said, I'll do it. And that was it. I knew nothing about the graphic novel, hadn't seen any scripts, but having worked with Frank. I thought, yeah, I'll get on board to that. <laughs> so, but I don't know, I don't know how I approach Dale. I approach him 
every day as freshly as I can and see what comes out. Did, if you were, uh, and then this, this, you know what, I, I want to ask this not be a final question after we get to talk to everyone, because uh, uh, I also want to ask Steve, Steve and Glenn, you're sort of the young, plucky guy in the group, like super resourceful. It was, uh, I, this is, um, other actors might hate me for this, but I'm, I was one of those very fortunate cases where I, um, just moved to L.A. about a, the October prior to pilot season, and, uh, I don't know, the stars aligned, because, uh, Frank Robert Gale put this scene together, and I read for it, and somehow they enjoyed what I did, and, uh, just got on board. I mean, I was a fan of this comic book before, so... I didn't, when I got the script in my hands, I didn't realize what it was. I was like, oh, Walking Dead, that sounds familiar. And then I started reading the pages, and I was like, holy, you know, F, like, this is that. And so, so uh, what does that stand for? I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. Holy fresh. Holy fresh. She <laughs> said that. Holy fresh. Holy fresh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I read it, and I was like, oh, oh, my goodness, this is what it is. And um, I, I wigged out, and then I auditioned, and, uh, they're fortunate enough to get What's a typical day like? What's a typical day of shooting day for you? Shooting day? Yeah. Oh, you wake up, uh, you do a tip check. Um, a tip check? Yeah, check for tips. Um, then you just check everywhere. Let's just check. You just check everywhere. Uh, yeah. Uh, you check me for tips. Get in there. Get in there. You check for ticks, you go to work, you, you you take it all in, you sweat your butt off, and then you come home and do another tip check. The whole day is running around shooting at zombies and uh, bookmarked with tick checks. Yes. Tons and tons of tick checks. Are you sure you need to be doing that or do you think someone was screwing with you? No. Why do you do this? There are, there are ticks everywhere. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 How many people are in here? How many people are in here? Like a million? <laughs> okay. Six thousand five. Okay. That's well, that. okay. So, um, no. There's ticks where we shoot, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, they're, they're small. You don't notice them. Is it like you see them stand by me and you're like, you choose. One of them climbed my mountain and went on the peak of the mountain. Holy fresh. Not only that, but I don't know if you know this, but I have incredible superpowers now. Oh, you're okay? Oh, I just, 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 I
character is, you know, it's, you're, you're, you're just a character like, oh, I totally wish I could play that guy. Like, you can play a redneck. <laughs> Isn't that fun? It's the best. It's the, the coolest thing ever. I actually, down in uh, Georgia, I bought a truck. I bought a redneck truck. <laughs> with big black wheels on it. And I, I ride a motorcycle a lot, but when you go buy motorcycles on a motorcycle, other motorcyclists, they wave to you. So I have all these rednecks and badass trucks, like, waving to me on the way to the road. It's pretty awesome. Did you get those sweet naked lady mud flaps in the back? Not yet. But oh, man. <laughs> What's it like? How, how, how much of the year are you living in Georgia this year? I don't... Oh, I, mm, I can't answer a question like Oh, that. right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, we're there a long time. You're there, you're there a lot. <laughs> Have you been to the South a Um, I haven't so much, but I mean, I did The Conspirator down there, and then we went into the first season of this. Yeah. So I, I, I've dug a stint in Georgia. I know I'm starting to love it. I mean, I may never leave. What's, what's the most fun part about playing, uh, what's the most fun part about uh, playing when you did? Dude, I run around with a crossbow and shoot zombies in the brain. It's like, <laughs> Did you guys have to keep Michael Rooker with the zombies, or is he, uh, he hanging out with everyone else? I, I, I love Rooker. I hope he's here somewhere. Um, he actually knows how to fire guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, that's some big shoes to fill, you know what I mean? Um, but he's such a cool guy as well. And I remember, I remember when I heard he was cast, I was thinking Henry Ford's of the serial killer, because it's one of my favorite movies. But uh, he's, he's awesome, and he, everyone always love him. He's, he's really good. So, uh, I... I Rob Kirkman, you did my podcast a couple months ago, and I asked the question. Oh, are we plugging your podcast? No, oh, I'm sorry. Don't listen to it. You, um, you, I asked you what you would do in a zombie apocalypse, and you had my favorite answer. I would kill myself. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, I hate to sound morbid, and it's not like I have any desire to like really kill myself. So I don't start reading anything, but I've written this stuff so long, and I've seen what happens to people in this world if something like that were to ever happen. Like, yeah, I don't, I think it's ridiculous when people are like, oh, well, I'd go hold up in my school, because they've got a lot of showers, and then I'd keep uh, baseball bats, that would be my weapon of choice. It's like, no, you wouldn't. You would be someone's pet. The whole world turns into prison, you know? Like, it's no, it's no fun. Like, you would be killed. So, yeah, I'd, I'd jump off a bridge. I'm fine with becoming a zombie. Read no the problem. comic book. Learn the rules, Robert. Don't try to call me the Terminator. <laughs> what can we? What can we? Is there anything you can tell us about about season two if we didn't see the trailer, or just like sort of where we left off from CDC? I mean. You know, are you able to tell us, like, how long after the season two is picking up? Is there anything you can say? It picks up about two seconds. No, actually, it picks up about five seconds in an overlap with the end of okay. the first season. It's literally them driving away from the CDC. So there's none of this bullshit six months later stuff. <laughs> We have, a, we have a few minutes left, and I know I know there are a lot of people here who want to ask, ask questions. So, uh, can we go to some, some Q and A? Is there is there a microphone? Oh, there, there's a microphone right there. 
Yeah. That's, that's it's actually cool to be banged up with roots. It's like, you know, when we get bruises and cuts, it's like they're, it's like you've earned your day. You know, it's like your war boots. It's like, yeah, yeah, I had a good day at work today. <laughs> now I just gotta do the chick check. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> make sure there's not tiny parasites eating my blood. Uh, is that simply as your question, sir? Okay. Next question. This question is for Norman Reedus. Um, what's a weirder job to work at? The Walking Dead or at the Lady Gaga video? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the best job? No, it's the weirder. It's the weirder job. Oh my god. Uh, by far, this is the best and the weirdest. It doesn't get much weirder than this, but it's pretty cool, so I'd, I'd say this one. I love God, by the way. She's super cool. Alright. That was a fun question, right? That was fun. What's your question, sir? Uh, this is for Greg Nicotero. Um, I saw a documentary where you explained what it was like the first time you met uh, George Romero. And I know that yesterday I had a pretty similar feeling when I ran into him in the exhibit hall. And, um, <laughs> and I was wondering if you had any advice for an aspiring special effect makeup artist anywhere from how to get into the career to like how you perfected your zombie techniques? Well, you know, truthfully, the one thing I always tell everybody is just take really great pictures. Every time you do a makeup, every time you do a sculpture, just constantly document what you do so that when you can call somebody like me and say, listen, you know, I'm in town and you know, do you need any extra help or whatever. It, it really is, that's really the key, is studying what people have done before me and what people are doing now. You know, I mean, I got a great phone call from Rick Baker uh, saying how much he loved, uh, how much he loved the zombies in the show. And, you know, I was astounded, and it was such a fantastic compliment. I mean, but you know, I just think that just keep perfecting your technique, and keep sculpting, and keep doing uh, makeups. You know, a lot of the portfolios we get, it's like there's a guy who makes up his does makeup on his sister or his little brother, and there's big wings and zombie gashes and all this kind of stuff, and um, just keep doing it. You know, but but I do want to say that um, if I wasn't sitting here, I would be sitting out there because I still. I still love what I do. I still love. I, I can sit next to Andy Lincoln. I mean, how cool is that? I still love the show, and I still love what I do. And that enthusiasm. But it really is exciting, you know, the fact that when I grew up and I met George Barrow in Pittsburgh for the first time. It, to me, what was exciting about it was just so amazing, and I still have that same feeling. He inspired me to be who I am, and I love the idea that Comic-Con allows everybody here to meet people that do shows that they that they love and get inspired by them. So there's future, you know, Frank Darabont's and future Andy Lincoln's and future everybody in this audience there are, you know, can go to where to to be part of something like this. That was a long-winded answer, but thank you. No, it's a good answer though, because I mean, it must be interesting for you, you're now the George Romero to people, you know what I mean, like to, to that guy, and so that's got to be an interesting transformation for you from being a fan to like, oh wow, people now are listening to what I say and kind of But we're still, I mean, we're all still fans. I mean, Frank and I last night went to uh, to see Robert Rodriguez. This was so cool! Ron, and, 
Robert Rodriguez is sort of uh, is setting up a museum in Austin, Texas, to to uh, to show all of Frank Frazetta's original paintings, and literally standing five feet away from the Death Dealer painting and geeking out, and then Frank comes up with, "Oh my God, did you see?" I mean, we're still fans. We still love what we do. That's why you can see it on the screen, and everybody at this table loves what they do, and we can say it over and over again. But seriously, going to work and getting a chance to to work with these people, it really is. It's a. I've done 800 movies. This is one of the best projects because I get to be with these people every single day. Robert had 10 original Frazetta paintings on display last night. And we were there for like two hours staring at them. Yeah. We were out of our minds. So we're, we're giant nerds too. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, especially people who are fans of the, of, of, of the, the graphic novel that are like, oh, it's not exactly the same. They still see the authenticity that goes into it and the attention to detail. And I think that resonates with people because they know you're not full of crap. They know like, oh, these people actually know what they're talking about and they care about what they're do doing. And I think it makes a big difference to, to the fans, obviously, because this room is jam-packed. Um, what, what is your question, sir? I, I just wanted to know if in season two we're going to get to see Carl become the universe's most coolest eight-year-old kid. <laughs> I was brought to tears by how proud I am of him. He is, he's a little man. He's such a professional. He's, we end a scene, and Chandler's the first one to go, hey guys, good work, good work, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, and he did a scene the other day that I can't tell you anything about, unfortunately. Um, but it will take your breath away. And he moved through a series of emotions from terror to peace to beauty to loss with a fluidity that, that every actor could learn from. He is going to blow your mind this year. And unfortunately, that's all we can tell you. <laughs> Here's an acting question, uh, Andrew Lincoln. What, uh, obviously, you know, you're, you're acting, you're just doing regular stuff that's not sci-fi or not, not fancy. You, you know, you can draw on emotions. Oh, I've probably been in a similar situation with this one. How do you prepare yourself emotionally when your motivation is, uh, the dead are reanimated and I have to shoot them in the face. Like, where does that come from? Like, I mean, it's very easy when, you know, Greg's done such a great job of making them look so realistic. But, you know, um, we just, like everyone said, we, we just try and make it, uh, we care about it so much. And we just, uh, I know I speak for everybody, and particularly the crew as well. The crew are magnificent and they're busting themselves to bring you the best season two they can give, you know. And, and they've got four days off now and they need it because... It's brutal out there, but they're amazing. But, um, yeah. I just, I just, I'm, I'm trying to emulate uh, Chandler, you know, I do the Chandler technique and, and the Jeff DeMunn technique, which is you just turn up, learn your lines, and get out of the way because the words are so cool to say, you know, and you just try and imagine, try and make it, do it real. It's all I'm doing, trying to make it real. You're doing an excellent job. By the way, while you're in the South, as a Brit, you've got to eat a Cracker Barrel. Um, <laughs> just for the experience. Yeah. No, don't put a Waffle House. I, I'm out. now embarrassed because I just realized I haven't taken Andrew Lincoln to the Cracker Barrel, so I'm, I'm very sorry. I feel bad. Cheap today. There are now people just shouting at me. Crystal Burger! All right. Thank you. Oh, 
Crystal is good. Butt rockets. Never mind. Uh, anyone who's had a crystal burger knows what that means. All right, sir. What's your name? Yes, I'm Sean. Uh, my question is for Robert. By the way, gra uh, the graphic novels are like the coolest thing I've ever read. Uh, and I'm sure everyone can agree. While reading them, I've noticed that the character of Rick Grimes has the most amazing character development, and I just want to know what kind of development can we expect for season two? Uh, you know, uh, the thing is, the, the comic book series has been going for so long that I've had the time to, to add all these little things and do all of these horrible things to Rick Grimes that have, you know, made him eventually turn into the character he's become. And, you know, all I can say is, I think the plan is to get there, you know, but it's not something that we can rush. We have to take our time with it and do it in a way that it makes sense in the show, just like I did in the comic book series. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I think, uh, you know, putting these guys through their pieces is definitely a big part of, uh, you know, what we want to do with the show. That's gotta be fun for you, just take it, basically just take a nice guy. characters again? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, just taking a nice guy character, though, and then just, at one point, you just start punching him in the face. Forever! <laughs> <laughs> what is your question? Um, my roommate hates uh, Big Blood, and so, what's it made of, and does it taste gross? Make the big blood out of uh, corn syrup and food coloring, so it doesn't taste gross. But if you notice when you look at the zombies, we have a little mouth rinse that we uh, blacken their gums and their tongues with, so that there's no pink inside of the mouth, and that stuff tastes disgusting. And I feel bad for the zombie extras, but that's the only. I mean, we tried icing, we tried anything you can think of to get that color away. So literally, if you if you walk on set. Uh, we have 80 or 100 zombies, there's always these little black puddles all over the ground because we rinse their mouths and then they spit it out. They have great black teeth, but there's little black puddles all over the set. So. <laughs> how, long, how, long, how, long does it, how long does a standard zombie uh, makeup bag take? Uh, we, we got the makeups, the hero makeups, down to about an hour and a half, oh, wow. an hour and 45 minutes. I mean, there's, you know, on big days we have nine or ten makeup people. Usually it's myself and four other guys, and we just kind of start at 3 o'clock in the morning, and then they start shooting by 8, and we filter the zombies to set as we go. And, um, you know, listen, they're great. They're really good. They're troopers, all the zombie people. They're great performers, too, you know. They bring a lot to their their uh, what they have to do, but, you know, they're really great. And we've, we've, we've put a lot of the zombies through their paces in terms of some interaction with some of the lead characters, and it, they're, they're, they're great. Really great. Excellent. Uh, next question. We have time for one more question. Okay, um, so this is for Jeffrey Timon. Um, I love your theater work. I watched you in Death of a Salesman. I bawled so bad. Anyway, um, I was wondering how you translate your theater work into killing zombies. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know how to answer that. Um, the, the two feeling zombie slayer. Yes. <laughs> the two the two disciplines feed each other. That's the one thing I can say. Also, having done uh, some theater, uh, it really tunes up the memory. So I don't have any problem learning lines. Uh, those two, they, they, 
they add an energy to each other, but beyond that, I have no idea how death of a salesman helps me kill a zombie. Right there, man. Five words. Walking death of a salesman. Dude, come on, man. What's up? What is up? Um, so we, we just have to, to wrap it up. Before we do, uh, Frank Darabont just turned like, can we watch the trailer one more time? We're like, of course we can, Let's, uh, so that'll, that'll be, that'll, this will sort of end the talking portion, so before we run the trailer, please help me thank everyone who joined us.